nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Oh, fucking Christ. Welcome back to the Nerdcore Live Show 139. As always, on a wonderful Saturday night here to talk to you all. It's Nerd Chicano here to host along with my wonderful co-host. No one, but I got my host, and that's a better position than the co-host. Ho host! Ho host! Man. 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 Right. <laughs> it's, it's just me. I'm sorry, y'all. My co-host <laughs> is uh is at a wedding all weekend. And I said, I will not do the show unless there's one person I can do it with. And Gio is down for it. So, you know, we're here. We're live for it. We're live with you all. And uh, I hope everyone's having a wonderful day today. And, yeah, I mean, just uh, how, how, how are you doing, Gio? I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little bit feeling like I could uh You know how, like, you think a fight's about to come up or you itching for a fight? And the fight don't happen. Yeah. And, you know, you still got a little bit of adrenaline left. It's been about eight hours. I still got a little bit of adrenaline left. I've been yeah. holding back. I'm ready. They, I'm they, left you a, they left you a half mass, huh? Not half mass. We ain't talking sex. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm talking about a fight. <laughs> You're talking about a fight, bro. I was seeking. Uh, I wanted my pound of flesh. Yeah, man. They, they, said the the age, they said the age of heroes wouldn't come, but it had to come again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. Um, I'm doing all right. Um, so for anybody who doesn't follow me on Twitter and anybody who doesn't interact with me, uh, I got my first dose of the uh, COVID vaccine yesterday. Yes, thank you. Um, so yesterday I was really tired, like just exhausted from my body. I could not do the live show. Um, and my arm was sore, so you know I got that one right. Uh, today in the morning, today in the afternoon, like around like one ish, I think, I started getting like nauseous, really like nauseous, and uh, that was going on. Plus the arm still hurting, so um, we're still kicking it here. But I got my first dose, and I'm ready for next month to get my second dose, and that means that in May I will have a safe uh, production. Because I'll be vaccinated completely, but uh, yeah, that's why I've been a little bit absent. Uh, either way, I'm not sure if anybody what's it called was down to do live show yesterday, but um, yeah, you, yeah, it's all right, man. You know, we're we're here today. We're here today. We got quite the show today for you all. We're gonna be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, season premiere, and uh, yeah, that's kind of all we got for today. It's gonna be a shorter show today. 
30 to like 40 minutes. We'll see what we go to. But um, yeah, I just not gonna lie, guys, it's been feeling pretty good. Just um just chilling this whole week and not having to worry about recording stuff because the schedule fucked up. We got our schedules real fucked. But um I get to be here at least today. What <laughs> Gio? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, my week was different. Uh, <laughs> I, well, it was different than the same. It was uh, no classes, um, but I had work every day. So I worked Monday through Thursday. And actually, um, because uh, one, uh, it was it's spring break. Two, my boss is nice. And three, uh, my coworker and I have like a strong force of personality when we're excited about things. We we ended up ha- like co-DMing uh D game in my job for some of our clients and that was nice. a lot of fun like it was supposed to be maybe like a couple hours and pretty much we like all spent time for like 12 to 5 <laughs> hey that's cool dude yeah like it was that. great it was great yeah yeah that's really awesome um nothing else going on the week uh watch oh anything? i got a bunch going on yeah I, well tell us tell I us give all you, about it i give you the chapters well, hold on let me let me let me wax poetic for about 10 minutes <laughs> no um okay so yesterday was friday uh i guess i could be personal um i decided to drop a class which um isn't great but like i think letting it go like one thing that like made like the difficulties of last semester for me was that like i didn't want to let the shit go and so like by me not wanting to let one go i ended up like dragging other classes with with that class um, and this time I'm like, hopefully if I cut off the arm, like if I cut, cut off the limb that's poisoned, ho- hopefully I can, I can say, I, hopefully I've cut it enough before it's the gangrene has spread. Um, uh, I just been watching shit, man. And like, I started watching Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, and I'm 10 episodes in and that's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. Great animation. Uh, Mappa really knows what they're doing. Um. Uh, I want to do other, I want to watch other stuff, but mm-hmm. like, I'm really enjoying this a lot. And, you know, just nice. spending time with our friends, uh, laughing about stuff, learning about new memes. Uh, <laughs> Isn't um, the Switch $2.99? <laughs> no, it's 300 What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. By that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, this week has been pretty eventful. I mean, at least, I, like I said, I had Luis here. Uh, we did some shooting, so we got some pictures done. I'm always happy to find time to get out of my creative ruts and go out to shoot because that's something that I adore to do. And when I get the chance to do it, it just feels so damn right. And uh, I watched a lot of stuff. Um, funny enough, um, watched some comedy specials, Um I watched comedy specials. I watched Man of Steel because, of course, I did my little, what's it called, rewatch of Man of Steel, BVS Ultimate Edition, and, um, and of course, leading up to the Snyder Cut. Um, hold on. Well, well, about time you dropped Anonymous Subject 101 from Unlocatable <laughs> Locatable University. Undisclosed University. Yeah, Undisclosed Stacey. University. Come on, yeah. Stacy. Come on. Undisclosed. Get the name you know right. the lingo? You know the lingo. Oh, it's all right. Yep. It's right. It's um, been that kind of week for some people. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy Raw. I watched the black and white version of Pac- Parasite. 
Beautiful. Oh. Oof. Oh, good. Oof. Just, I, oh my God. Uh, of course, Parasite is an incredible film. Uh, on every single rewatch, this would be rewatch number three. Uh, I'm, it still holds up. It's five stars. It's it's incredible. I love that film. The black and white version, those contrasts are beautiful in those films, in the film. Just how dark, like some of those, like how dark the blacks are and how like, like really, no, no, man, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I want you to notice. This was supposed to be for the audience. Keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and just how bright like those whites are and just how just, oh, it just translates yeah. so well into black and white. I loved Parasite Black and White. It did it did it still tickle uh that friend that um cinema part of your amygdala? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, of course, I watched the Snyder Cut. I watched Kong Skull Island. I watched um oh I rewatched my probably my favorite DCAU film uh, Justice League War. Uh, War. War. Oh man, that phrasing! I know, Stacy. I know. I know. Um. Yeah, Just League War. I love specifically the moment in Just League War where um where <laughs> Green Lantern's like, peep the light show. So throw goes over to Dark Side. Dark side hits him, hits the hits a building, comes down, parademons just start jumping on him, beating his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. But um yeah, uh that's I've been having a pretty good week of watching, of course, for anybody. What's it called? Who's interested? Um, I do have to watch Antichrist today or tomorrow because Ooh. I will be doing the first Between the Frames episode on Monday live on twitch.tv slash at 1 o'clock uh, central, central, central time. We'll be doing the first uh, watch. We'll be doing the first episode Between the Frames. Uh, we're, and then after the week after that, we'll do uh, Melancholia. The week after that, we'll do Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and Volume 2 together. So, um, you know, it should be quite the week. But um, yeah, man, I I just been a lot of good watches. Jujutsu Kaisen, though, how's that? Because I've heard some good things about Jujutsu Kaisen. It's really good. Animation's great. Story's great. It does that thing I like with like like shonen that's coming out these days, where it's like you're you're expecting like a like a eight ep- like six seven episodes of like just like you know like the steady state world, but then like episode four like they're like oh you understand enough we'll just keep teaching you the rest as you go along and i'm just gonna have some like fuck shit happen about halfway through like really early on like you think you think this was the initial premise uh surprise here it is i was like oh oh yeah I love only it. thing i know about jujutsu kaisen is what luis showed me of the fight back fight back fight back <laughs> So uh, it was a video that, that Louis showed me that Kevin showed him, I think. Or I can't remember. It was just like a bunch of dudes beating on someone like, fight back, bro. Fight back, bro. Fight back. Fight back. Fight back. <laughs> and it's like, how is he supposed to fight back? There's like two, three, four people beating on his ass, bro. How is he supposed to fight back? But um, yeah, I just, uh, I've been, I've been, what's it called? Just watching all that stuff. And, um, ah, oh, man, I, I mean, of course, I've got my Fellini set. I want to start watching my Fellini set. I might just start doing that after I finish uh, the Depression Trilogy from John Trier. And we start doing a whole, you know, watch, not watch through, just whole, what's it called, journey through the Criterion uh, Fellini set. Or I might just make those into separate videos. I don't fucking know. All I know is that I've been like, my body's just been tired these last two days. And 
yeah, apparently that's what the COVID vaccine does to you. So, um, you know, my my dad went through the same thing, and now um, I'm going to go through it myself. But, uh, y'all, if you can get the vaccine, please do get it. You know, let's go ahead and uh, try to stay safe out here. I'm just very excited. if it was COVID. Like, like I'm like, because, like, I know, like, personally being, like, super scared for you, like, for, like, the entire, like, this whole time being like, oh, shit, if Raul catches it, like, I'm so scared. So, yep. like, I'm like, you like you have the vaccine and you're getting these, you, you're experiencing the symptoms and I'm like, damn, like, at least it's, at least it's the vaccine, at <clears throat> least it's the inoculation yeah. and not, yeah. Not the actual virus. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the good thing, man. Um, like right now, I'm pretty good, pretty solid. Just, um, you know, arm's still sore, arm's mm-hmm. still sore. Um, I don't want to say this is linked to it because it's probably not because I sleep with the fan on. So mm-hmm. I come, I wake up with like, kind of like, you know, excess amount of mucus, my throat kind of hurts. It's kind of what happens when you sleep with the fan on and it's cold. Yeah. So I'm yeah, not going to, I'm not going to link that one to the virus. So that's like right now, like the back of my nose is just like a little bit like rough, but it's because I sleep with the fan on. And, yeah, like yeah. the fan is nice and comfortable. I understand the joys of the fan. I have the fan on myself right now. Um, I just like having the air moving. But then, yeah. like, if I forget to turn it off when it's cold, I know I wake up mad. <laughs> I wake up mad. I'm like, <coughs> where the Claritin at? Yeah, where the Claritin at? I'm gonna send you that. I'm gonna send you the real. Uh, Luis showed me, send me the link. So I'm gonna send you the real of the fight bag, fight bag, fight bag. Right, but uh, I watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, I just said yeah, not right now. <laughs> so it can, so can be in your in your DMs. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of been going down. Of course, Twitter's been in a what's it called absolute shitstorm of a, what's it called uh, with discourse on a certain movie that came out. But I don't want to talk about that. We will be yeah, reviewing. Yeah. We will be reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League on March 29th. Uh, mark your calendars. There's the first and last day I talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, and after that. What's it called? I don't want to discuss this movie anymore because uh, I don't want to partake in discourse anymore. I'm tired of this discourse. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, come on, Gio. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's been quite the week, man. I'll tell you that. It's been quite the week. I mean, um, it's really just been two days, like two, three days. That's the, like, yeah. it's been two, three days, and these motherfuckers haven't let it go. I mean, I haven't let it go either, but like, yeah. I haven't let it go because other people haven't let it go. I'm, I, I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm fine living my life, I'm not talking about yeah. this movie on like a scale other than just like the way I talk about other movies. Like, yeah. Oh man, but it's 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 wild, dude. It's it's wild. Um, but um, hey man, okay. did y'all see those Razzie nomin? Oh wait, oh god, hold on. You know what we can do right now? Impromptu? Let's talk about Oscar noms because we haven't talked about Oscar noms. Yeah, let's so, do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll get rid of these questions that I pulled up just in case. <laughs> oh, was, was, was there anything that was like really interesting? No, it was just like random questions I was going to ask just to make conversation. <laughs> no, no, let's do this. Let's do this. What's it called? We haven't talked about Oscar noms here. Um Okay, I'm guessing it just goes in alphabetical order. Alphabetical, okay, wow, yeah. No, it, it does go in alphabetical share order. Share screen? Yeah, I'm about to share screen. So, um, 
Hey, we haven't talked about Oscar noms, so we're gonna do this before we get into our um, into our what's it called um, Falcon and Winter Soldier review episode review. So um, bear with me; it's coming up in a five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, here we go. So um, if you are not interested in the in the Oscars or you just don't know about the Oscars, uh, this week was Oscar nominations week. We found out about our Oscar noms for the year. Uh, for this year, and um, yes, I was vastly disappointed, and that was yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk more about that, but um, I I want to just kind of go through these and we'll give our thoughts on the category. Uh, I I guess if you want to make a prediction here, but I haven't watched a lot of well, like some of these, so um, I I know that I can't really give a full detailed prediction here, but um. Let's go here first. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, do that. Yeah. Yeah, I accept. Just just stop. Um, so for Best Actor in a Leading Role, our nominees are Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yun for Minari. Uh, of course, this is probably one of the more... Um, the more, what's it called? Um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, groundbreaking, not pretentious. Uh, I was oh, gonna say no, groundbreaking, yeah. yeah. Uh, groundbreaking, uh, categories because uh, Riz Ahmed is the first um, Arab, Arab, Arab American, I think, uh, Arab American to to be to be nominated for for best actor. I, I think I saw that he was actually the first Muslim to be uh, nominated for best actor. Uh, also, Stephen Young being the first Asian American to be nominated for Best Actor, and then of course, you know Chadwick Boseman uh, receiving a post Hamas uh, nomination, and of course, then you have the two white guys who got oh, yeah. in here. Riz Ahmed yeah. is British. Yeah, British. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as movies that are on here, Minari, great. Um, as far as like leading role, like it's not like when I think of Minari, like I don't think of Steve, like I say, Steven you did, did a great job, but like it's not that's yeah. not the like this isn't the category I think of Minari for. Um, yeah, I know. Riz Ahmed, I, I like Riz Ahmed, I still have not seen Sound of Metal. I need to do a like, dude, maybe do a double feature of uh, uh, Sound of Metal and Mogul Mowgli, like Mal- Mogul Mowgli or something, or which, which, yeah, Mogul Mowgli, Mo- have the, yeah. yeah. And Dude. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Chadwick Boseman is incredible. Rest in power. Uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins is Anthony Hopkins. I kind of like <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman. I don't like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't like, yeah. we know who you are. You got what you got. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what another mm-hmm. Oscar would do for you. You're already getting paid a lot. You're already yeah. getting paid Buku money. Like, <laughs> so, like, I still need to watch The Father. I still need to watch My Rainies, and I still need to watch Mank. Uh, of course, I'm probably going to be doing these before I get to my um to the Oscars uh, next month, I think. Or yes, you um, are. You got to yeah, like, watch My Rainies. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, I, that one's probably the pro- top priority right now because of Bozeman. But um, you know, The Father is playing in theaters. Uh, Mank, I have access to Mank because I have Netflix. So you know, I I got to get that. But um, yeah, dude, I tell you right now. Um, Riz Ahmed is rightfully deserving of this nomination. He's incredible in Sound of Metal. Please do watch Sound of Metal for anybody who is out there and has not watched Sound of Metal. Please watch Sound of Metal. But I do agree with you, and I've been here a thousand times saying it before. 
Um, Gio, when I think of Aminari, I think about, yes, I think about the incredible performance by Steven Yeun, but I specifically think about Han Yedi's beautiful performance. And especially, uh, I don't know how to say her name, but grandma in the film. Uh, she's mm -hmm. incredible too. And I think about uh, Daniel Kim, who's the little boy. Like those mm -hmm. are the ones who come into mind before Steven Yeun, even though Steven Yeun rightfully deserves his nomination. Steven Yeun is awesome and beautifully crafted performance. Just to me, the leading actor, I mean, the leading role in there that really stands out to me is what's it called? Um, is, is Han Yedi. So, um, let's go over the best actor in supporting role though. Uh, Here's the one that just didn't surprise me at all because I knew that that's that Sacha was going to get nominated for this. Uh, so Sacha gets nominated for Trial of Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya gets nominated for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. gets nominated for One Night in Miami. Uh, but this one, this one surprised me. Paul Ritchie gets nominated for Sound and Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield gets nominated for Jews and the Black Messiah. This, honestly, first of all, this is the only um, category, I think this is one of the only categories here where, where I've seen every single movie <laughs> in here. <And> so, um, <laughs> congrats. Um, this is a really stacked category to me. Honestly, to me, other than Sacha, it really is between all these four. It is between Daniel Leslie, Paul, and, and Lakeith. But if I really had to do this, if I really had to choose one here, I'm telling you, it's going to Lakeith. It's going to go to Lakeith. It's, Hell I, I, don't, yeah. I have no idea how possibly one of, and I said it before, my favorite actor at the moment, and one of the best talents right now in Hollywood, does not walk out that night with that Oscar because he is, it's, bro, like Jay, like Gio said on our review, he's acting while acting in that role. While acting, yeah. Like, he's, while like, acting. doing, like, a triple, like, there's layers to that shit. Um, yeah. Also, I respect, I re like, I respect that they didn't, like, try to make, for Judas and the Black Messiah, one or the other as, like, oh, you're leading and you're supporting. I, I really respect the move to have them both yeah. as a supporting role, yeah. especially in the way that you talk like there's interviews with like Kaluuya in particular where he talked about like the way I the way he thinks about like the movie he thinks about it's like it's mm -hmm. both of them like it's two, two different sides of the coin and that like both of them are saying telling the story together in such a way and connected so to have them both as supporting role like is so powerful to me because yeah because like uh, uh, Literally, they're both for the title, Judas and the Black Messiah. Boom. Supporting role. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy for this category. It's probably one of my favorite Probably. categories. Um, and I'm telling you right now, uh, for those of you who also have not watched uh, Sound of Metal, Paul Ritchie Paul is fucking incredible in that movie. I, I, you go back and listen to our review of Paul, uh, what's it called, of, of the Sound of Metal. And every word I've said about Paul Ritchie in that film, especially this film in general, I still truly believe those words. So um, let's go to best actress. Uh, what's it called? Actress in a leading role. Uh, we have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Uh, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. 
and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Um, I Can have I start with a hot take. Yeah, go ahead and throw it at me. So my hot take, and I mean you've heard it, but Rose heard it before. Mm -hmm. My hot take is that like I like Promising Young Woman. Uh, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get burned by like mutual yeah. friends of ours. I like Promising yeah. Young Woman. I like Carrie Mulligan. I don't think Carrie Mulligan should be in this category because to me, Carrie Mulligan did a Carrie Mulligan performance, and, and which isn't bad. It isn't bad, but like when I think of, I mean, the only other thing, only two other movies I've seen in this list, Viola Davis as Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Frederick McDormand in Nomad Land. Actually, mm, so let me split these up. My hot take is Carrie Mulligan did Carrie Mulligan's performance, and to me, that's not an Oscar-worthy thing for this film. Mm -hmm. um, but like the same thing goes for like Viola Davis and Frances McDormand, in my opinion. Like I think mm -hmm. of Nomadland and I don't think of Frances McDormand as much. I more think of the entire ensemble that's around her. Um, and like the, what, what's, what's it? Um, Swanky. Cinema Verite. Oh, I thought, we were, <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up specifically oh, Swanky and in, uh, in Nomadland. Oh yeah, I mean Swanky's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Swanky's great. I was just thinking about just like how like it's it's like it's what's the Kiristami film? Uh, close up, with, close up. Like it pulls close up. It's like we're having we're having like real real people act as themselves. Yeah, going on, and like that's a really interesting thing to me um, for that film. Um, mm -hmm. As far as Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it's not that Viola Davis doesn't do a good job, but like when I think of Viola Davis's performance, I'm not thinking about like I don't think about her in terms of award worthy in that way of like far and away a standout. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess if you're comparing it to the films that that came out during the pandemic uh, so far, it would I, I I guess so. Plus, it's Viola Davis; she already has that like in yeah. with Oscars. So, um, I mean, this is one of the ones where I had a little bit of trouble with, um, like, um, there are a notable amount of people that I believe could have been here, but I want to read Stacy's comment first. Uh, what not for Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prizes bribed to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan and you hope in the last Jedi's return re revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not yet, Stacey. Um, this is where I believe you're missing Hanyeri, you're missing Sydney Flanagan, specifically Sydney Flanagan in Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Mind you, my friends, Sydney Flanagan is a first time actress, and for her to give that raw of a performance in Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always, but here. Let's go ahead and go back to what happened and what that what email Eliza Hitman received from an Academy Board member. I knew that there was going to be no love for this film. I knew that that wasn't going to happen. But it's a damn shame that neither Sidney Flanagan nor Talia Ryder received a nomination for some of the most raw performances this year. Gio, what are you shook about? They got an email from the Academy? I'm, I, I want to know what this email said. Um... We can talk about it off air because Eliza Hitman did delete 
the post off Instagram showing that email. And I believe for privacy reasons, I think that it's best that I we talk about this off air in case gotcha. it, it hurts Eliza Hitman. But okay. it's, I would just say for those of you who know what I'm talking about is fucking disgusting what happened. And I will tell you this, if you as an Academy member have to watch everything, no matter what, I don't care what your, your, your stance is on anything. Your job as an Academy member is to watch everything that's submitted to you to judge the film on the basis of art and, and, and the film itself. So, you know, from there you can probably get an idea of what happened, but yeah. And the fact that I saw some people uh, supporting this and saying like, well, you know, some people can just, you know, cling to their, what's it called? Uh, to their, to their ideals and stuff. I'm sorry. Not when you're an Academy member, if you have to sit by at the Academy and watch a film like birth of the birth of a nation and have to, you know, what's it called? Discuss that film on an artistic merit. You can sit down and talk about uh, never rarely, sometimes always as an artistic merit. So um, yeah, let's go again, move on to uh, to call the actress in a supporting role. Awesome. I love saying this title every single time. Maria, Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for The Father. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. And of course, Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari. Oh, grandma. Grandma made it. Oh, grandma made that. it. Grandma made I love that. Um, I have not watched The Father. I have not watched Mac. I have not watched Hillbilly Elegy. I'm telling you, if Maria or or uh, or grandma don't make it out that night, <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, man. Mar- I, I'm so happy that Maria Bakalova is, is nominated for this, by the way. That really makes me happy because I, I was really sure that like like we all talked about it and like we wanted it and that like it's a good film, but like yeah. I didn't think I didn't think in like a thousand years, not a million, a thousand years, yeah, that they would actually take it seriously. But I really wanted them to because like she does yeah. so well, yeah, and not just because not she- just because of the moment we all know, like it's like she really like to say she's in a supporting role is just the fact that that Sasha Baron Cohen is Borat, but like. She does like she like she's the heart of that film. Yeah. So um animated feature film. We've got Onward, Over the Moon, A Shonda Sheep movie, <laughs> Farmageddon, Soul. Another one? And uh Wolfwalkers. I have not seen any of these except for Onward. Uh I'm I'm gonna be re- excuse me. I'm gonna be real honest. I didn't even know a Shaun the Sheep movie existed. So um, um, this, I feel, though, what's it called? Usually how these things go. Uh, Disney usually ends up with the win at the end. So it's either going to be Onward or Soul. I have a feeling that it's probably going to be Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about this category, uh, Gio? I ain't seen none of these damn movies. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I, I should probably watch Soul soon. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's like Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep existed since I was a child. Like, 
I, <laughs> but I've yet to see any of them, and I'm good. Wolf Walkers, yeah. I think I've heard stuff about, so I want to watch that one. Yeah, let me. Yeah. I'm writing down the movies that I'm interested in seeing that I haven't seen yet. So let me write down. Yeah, Soul. yeah. I need yeah. to get to Soul and Wolf Walkers. I have access to Wolf Walkers. I just I have I had Soul. I also have access to Soul because I, of course, I have Disney Plus. But um, yeah, I need to get to watching those. Best cinematography. We've got uh, Sean uh, Bobbit. Bobbit. For Jews and the Black Messiah, we have oh lord, uh, Eric. You want me to? Yes, Eric Messerschmidt for Mank. We have Darius Wolski for News of the World. The fuck is that? Um, we oh, got I Joshua, yeah, Joshua James Richards for Nomad Land, and wow, okay, we. Yeah, you want to try that one? Uh, this one I might get wrong. Uh, feeding Papa Mi- Papa Michael or Papa Michelle Michael or something. Let me look. look. Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh point out some flaws here. Uh, yo, Trial of Chicago Seven doesn't got it. Doesn't have to be there for uh for cinematography. I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. Um. <laughs> Yo, he does not need to be there for cinematography. Um, Jews and the Black Messiah, rightfully so. I mean, a lot of the lighting setups in Jews and the Black Messiah are freaking incredible. This was one of my big surprises. I did not think that Jews and the Black Messiah would get, what's it called, uh, that cinematography nom. And I'm so happy to see that, that they did. Um, I kind of wish I would have seen One Night in Miami here. Honestly, um, some of the lighting setups within the one night in Miami are really, really interesting. Also, the way that it kind of builds that uh, that you know theater theater feel of a film, but also presenting it in a very cinematic way. I really thought that one night in Miami would get that nom for cinematography. Um, but let's be real here: No Man Land's taking this. Yeah, this oh, is no yeah. lands. This is no oh, lands. Also, I looked up I looked up the pronunciation for um it's Faden Papa Michel. Um, Michel? Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, on this list, like Jews in the Back of Side is great, but like as far as things that like I love about No Man Land, and No Man Land's not my favorite film, uh mm-hmm. the cinematography is great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna win it. Um, it's Soul was amazing. good. Oh, not a kids movie. Yeah, I've heard I've heard things about Soul and and about how it's like really not really for kids. But uh, yeah, uh, Stacy, I gotta get to watching it. But yeah, no, Geo, one hundred percent. This is this is what's it called? No Man Land's award to win. One hundred percent. Um, let's go to costume design. We've got Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Wait, hold on, Pinocchio. <laughs> it was a Pinocchio. <laughs> What's it called, movie? Yeah, but it's not a Disney. It's not the Disney Pinocchio. It's a. Yeah, they had something else come up, come out. Uh, oh. Also, sorry, Gio. Something else that I saw missing from the Best Actress. Where the fuck was Dominique Fishback? Dominique yeah. Fishback wrote a whole poem. 
Wrote a whole poem for the film. Yes. Yes. How you like, but, um, y'all want to talk about method acting, but y'all only want to talk about it when it's rats and mice and <laughs> and, and, and mental health and like mental health and harassing your other actors. She wrote a poem from the perspective from, from her character's <laughs> perspective. Can we honor I, that? Yeah, I'm just uh, that's I'm dumbfounded by the fact that there's no Dominique Fishback in that category. Um, I have not seen any of these films, so I'm gonna just what's it called? Truthfully, what's it called? Move on. <laughs> but okay, I'll say my Rainey's Black Bottom is good. This is the only one on this list I've seen. Yeah, but the like the design stuff for my Rainey's Black Bottom is good, and it's different than the like than stuff that we have seen as much. Mm-hmm. Um, like M, like I know what Emma's style looks like. We've seen what Emma looks like a million times. <laughs> yeah, as far as like, costume design, we've seen it a lot. Um, and like I mean, we've seen the time period of Mank as well. And mm-hmm. I have a yeah. feeling that this is between. This is I'm gonna be real honest. Like I think this is between Mank and Ma Rainey's. Yeah, it's probably it's probably that. But um, let's go to directing best director. Uh, this was probably one of the most um, odd categories because I don't think anybody saw uh, Thomas Weinberg Weinberg uh, getting nominated. No, that's not Weinberg. That's Vinterberg. Vinterberg. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for directing, Thomas Vinterberg for another round. David Fincher for Mank. Lee Isaac Chung for Minati. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Here's probably one of the biggest, uh, what's it called, another groundbreaking category. The first time ever that the Academy has nominated two women uh, for, for Best Director. Also the first time that an, an Asian-American woman has been, what's it called, uh, nominated for Best Director. First, I believe first time that, it, oh no, no, because I think um, Ang Lee was nominated at one point. So, you know, but still, this is a really big uh, category. Uh, for a lot of inclusivity, and um, I'm really happy about that. Once again, there are things that I think I think I could change here, and I'd be like, you know, Eliza Hipman probably in there, but that wasn't gonna happen. Let's be real. Um, Thomas Vinterberg, though, uh, never in a thousand years did you. I, I look, I would have thought Mads Mikkelsen getting in there before Thomas Vinterberg. I have not watched another round, but the amount of hype there was behind Mads Mikkelsen's performance in another round, I really thought that that was going to be the case. And uh, that is not the case. That, I what's it called? I didn't think that this was going to happen, but Thomas Vinterberg did. Um, I'm going to be real here, guys. I think this is the one category that I can predict 100%. This is going to Chloe Zhao. I, it's, it's written in the walls. It's written on the walls, man. There, there's no way it doesn't go to Chloe. Uh, I, as I said before, I was not the biggest fan. I'm not the biggest fan of Nomadland. I think that Nomadland was good. But where it shines completely is in the direction by Chloe Zhao. And I think that Chloe Zhao is taking that award that night. So um, I can't wait to see that because I think that's going to be historic. Um, Gio, what do you think about this about this category? A couple of things. Yeah, 100% Chloe Zhao. Um, shout out to Lee Isaac Chung. Um, yes, like the look. Yeah, like it's a great, it's a great film, and the, like the look of that film is great, and like the way things flow is really great. Like, 
like a lot of the times we think of like directors and we like and like when we think of directors we also like we loop in a lot of like the team with when we think of directors and like i mean every every movie's a team effort um yeah anyway um Another round's the Matt Mickelson one where he's basically like in the crowd of people and he's like, I'm with my boy. <laughs> so it's like a group of teachers trying okay. to con- to contain their blood alcohol content at a certain level. I- I've heard really good things about this film, guys, by the way. I- okay. I've really heard really good things about this film, but um, I have not watched it yet. I do have access to it and I'm going to watch it because if there is any category in this, in this, in this, uh, in this, Oscars race that I'm really well known for wanting to watch every single film is is the international film round uh, national film category so uh, that's the next that's one of the ones that's coming up but um, documentary feature you have collective you have Crip Camp I watched Crip Camp Crip Camp was great uh, the mole agent I watched the mole agent mole agent was fantastic uh, my octopus teacher and time I have access to time I have not watched time yet but I've heard great things about time. It is also coming to the Criterion Collection. So um, I need to watch time soon. Um, I have not. So from what I'm. So I'm giving off what I've watched at the moment. So I've only watched Crip Camping. Mole Agent. I really want this to go to Mole Agent. <laughs> Mole Agent is, is a really odd kind of documentary-esque cinematic film. Because like it's a documentary. But it has it has like a narrative following through it. It's so interesting, and it's just a really emotionally beautiful film as well. But um, I, I I heard great things about Collective as well, which I have access to. That was Romania's uh, entry for the best international film category, and uh, I believe it is about like a by like when like a specific place in Romania that had their healthcare like taken away so it just shows the people angry and like kind of going and talking to the government about why this happened but um yeah what have you watched anything from here Gio? no i have not and that's on me yeah, yeah like i should i should like yeah. honestly that's the part like a part of like my film watching that like i mean on top of me like not watching a lot of anything um mm-hmm. documentaries definitely i need to watch more documentaries especially since we yeah. have like mutual friends that like i talk to and who always recommend documentaries to me and i i, I do let them down a lot by not watching them <laughs> well you've got access to a couple of these that you can watch online so um oh, you yeah, know right. yeah yeah so a lot of these are online so you can probably watch these uh documentary short subject i believe those get posted like online on youtube right or you watch them i know mfah did some of it where you could go watch it like the short subject documentary films and the short uh films but um um you know we'll see what's up i i I don't know where to watch these but um i'll I'll also give out the uh nominees for those of you who are interested uh colette a concerto is a conversation do not split hunger word and a love song for latasha I'm pretty sure, Gio, we have not watched any of these, so we can just move on. No, um, but I was trying to look. I wanted to look up. Uh, no, it counts as a 2019 film. Damn. Because, yeah. you know, you and I watched, as part of South by Southwest in 2020, we watched a certain short yeah. film that deserves all the love. But like, yeah. 
and it's available for free. It's it's like it's available on Vimeo. It's called No yeah. Crying at the Dinner Table. It will break your heart. Yeah, I think you should go watch that, y'all. I really do think. Uh, film editing, we have Yorgos, uh, Yorg, not Latimos, uh, Yorgos Laprimnos for The Father, Chloe Zhao for Nomad. Oh, wow, Chloe did that, that? Damn. Uh, Chloe Zhao for, uh, for Nomad Land. Um, Frederick Toroval, Toroval for Promising Young Woman. Mikel so, yeah. uh, E.G. Nielsen for Sound of Metal. And Alan Baumgarten for the Charlie Chicago 7. I have a feeling that this is going to be a category that either goes to Sound of Metal or to Nomadland, specifically because of the way how... Because Sound of Metal's editing is is beautiful, by the way. It's it's some great editing. And Nomadland has some great editing, too. Uh, but I have not watched The Father. I don't think that the one thing I re- I remember from Farsi Young Woman is editing. But what do you think, uh, Gio? I'm just going. I'm not going to say it again. But I'm going to remind everybody of my hot take about Promising Young Woman. Um, and then I'm going to say that, like, yo, if you're directing the film and editing the film, to me, you get both. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if you, if yeah. you got your hands in both. I want to give you both because, like, they yeah. work so ha- they work so well hand in hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, my my category that I always look forward to, and uh, this is probably the one that I'm going to have the most talk about right now, uh, is best international feature film. We have our nominees are from Denmark. We have another round from Hong Kong. We have Better Days from Romania. We have Collective from Tunisia. We have The Man Who Sold His Skin. And from Bosnia and Herzog, 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 you know what? What what is it, Gio? Herzegovina. 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 From Bosnia and Herzegovina, we have Kuo Vadis Ayala. I'm pretty sure that is not how you say that, but I. I mean, you got the first part right, but then again, uh, Latin is a dead language. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have a big problem with this one. Um, I, of course, I have not watched Better Days. I have not watched Another Round. I have not watched Collective. I have not watched My Own Soul Scream. I have not watched Kova uh, I've heard incredible things about Bosnia's film. I have heard a lot of great things about Another Round. Uh, I've not heard the best things about Better Days and The Man Who Sold His Skin. Uh, all of these, I believe, I believe Kova Dizada is on Hulu or it's available to rent on neon's site where if you're a letterbox user you get the film like half off to rent which guys if you're a letterbox user please go rent this movie for half off saves you a couple bucks i am very astonished at the lack of latin america in here i am astonished at what's it called um um at South uh, at Nigeria's pick not being in here because I heard amazing things about Nigeria, but I'm very, very disappointed, specifically as a Latino and a man who really saw a, a Latino who saw the incredible, what's it called, film that was uh, Ya No Estoy Aquí, I'm No Longer Here, 
I really thought that would get nominated. And it looks like that didn't happen. Um, I am so disappointed in this category because not even I'm no longer here. You what's it called? Uh, uh, you guys had a Snyder. No, we're uh, Snyder Cut will be a uh, review for Snyder Cut will be on March 29th for the uh, main show uh, show. But um, yeah. Um, no films in Sokovia this year, huh? No, I heard that they had a little bit of trouble submitting a film this year. <laughs> but um, I, I'm just so disappointed because you had the mole agent. You had, um, I'm no longer here. You had La Llorona from Guatemala. Those three made it to the shortlist for this category, and none of them made it to get nominated. I, I just, I'm just like, I'm just like dumbfounded because I go back to the thing that I said, and I love these three men more than anything. These three men are the reason I am going to become a filmmaker in this industry. These three men have made more than a big percentage of all the films I love. But I swear to God, it feels like sometimes the academy, uh, the academy only directs, only nominates international films from Latin America that are directed by Alejandro González Iñárritu, Guillermo del Toro, or Alfonso Cuarón. And I really thought that something would change when they nominated a fantastic woman. And it seems that that just is not the case. Because I'm going to tell you this right now, I'm no longer here, La Llorona. And what's it called? Um, and and um, Mole Agent are remarkable films, but specifically La Llorona and and um, I'm no longer here have a lot more to say than you could think about. And those films are, are directed by incredible brown folk. And I was just really disappointed that once again, Latin America is shut out from here. Uh, Gio, what do you think about this category? Um, I was looking up for one movie that I saw with you, but I learned that it came from 2019. It counts as a 2019 film. It was Peru's, it, it was Peru's submission this year, but yeah, it didn't make it to the shortlist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So song got, without a name could have been chosen. Yeah. It didn't make it to the shortlist. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Yeah. Big shame. It's a big that fucking shame. That film is heartbreaking and amazing. Um, did you know George Lopez is Latino too? Yeah, man. No, I never know. I never knew. Damn, I'm shocked, man. <laughs> uh, I love that you are going to become a filmmaker. Big respect, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. It's what it's what I'm hoping to do with my life. Um, yeah, I I, I want to. I that's all I say about this because I obviously have not watched any of these films, so I don't want to give out any anything. But I, I from what I've heard and the traction I've heard, these these some of these films like they could have easily been you know what's it called um removed for what's it called uh better movies as i've heard but it's a big shame that song without a name didn't even make it to the short list because i want to be honest with you all and say the short song without a name probably one of the best movies of last year and i was really surprised because i thought honestly i was really convinced that dear comrades would make it into here even though I found Dear Comrades to be just good, I didn't think it was great. I really thought that Dear Comrades would make it in here, but it, they did it. It didn't. Um, 
I just, I don't know, man. Um, there's also, I also wanted to bring up something before this that I didn't get to see. I didn't get to talk about, but it just came back into my mind. Uh, let me go ahead and just go, what's it called? Um, uh, go ahead and go uh, full screen for this. I can't believe you guys didn't fucking nominate Delroy Lindo. I cannot believe you guys did not nominate Delroy Lindo. I cannot believe you guys did not nominate Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. And that's Lindo. on what? And that's on what? That's on black. I, I, I just, I am so disappointed, bro. Delroy Lindo gives my favorite performance and what I believe was the best performance of last year in the Five Bloods. And you guys snubbed the crap out of this man. You I really want to blame that on. I really want to blame that on liberalism. They're like, oh yeah, well, yeah. he played this character, so we can't give him an award for yeah. playing this character because this character doesn't get like a full condemnation. Like probably because he doesn't get a condemnation at the end. But like, no, you like. It's not it's what the movie's trying to say. That. Yeah, it's yeah. not what the movie's saying. Like, it's not about like whether he's like right or wrong to defend to like to be supportive in the way that to have his political beliefs. The point is that, like, yo, he's still, like, he's still family. We still care about him. He's gone through it. And the shit he's gone through and the shit he, and the unresolved, unchecked, unacknowledged mental health and, like, trauma that he dealt with, he's dealt with on mm -hmm. his own, has affected, like, like, all of that affects the whole movie. And, like, he brings all of that out and every fucking moment he's every fucking moment he's on camera. Yeah. No nomination for Kingsley Benadir as well for um for one night in Miami when he played on uh, Malcolm. Mm -hmm. Um I was that, that one just fucking breaks my heart so much. Um no nomination for Regina King for not for for directing. Come on now, I would have thought y'all loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But um, yeah, I, we had this conversation before. I believe that the reason why for Delroy Lindo was probably this like source of neoliberalism within the um, with what's it called um, within the academy. And they're like, no, uh, we see a black man with a Trump hat, um, and that's all you see. You know, you don't actually see the performance for what it is. And yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna call that one. Uh, I'm gonna call that one on what you said. Yeah, but um, and that's, let's, on what? that's on black. Yeah, that's on black. That's on black, bro. Um, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and move on here. Um, I don't know what there is there. I, I, I would have to come back to this one when I, uh, when I watch the films, because this is the only category that I try to watch all the films for, um, best makeup and hairstyling. We have Emma, <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank and Pinocchio. So the same costume and hairstyle, the costume, I think, right? Hold on. I've heard uh, such bad things about Hillbilly Elegy that I feel like I have to watch it just so I can fully understand. Like, I, no, like I'm confused by seeing it because, like, what I've heard about Hillbilly Elegy is like people being like, "This ain't it." Yeah, uh, and so I need to watch. Like, yeah. this feels this feels this feels like a political like this feels like like some money was residing and some some like yeah. Some poems, I can't like, not like in a bribe way, but like you know, in the way of like we campaigned hard for this film. Yeah, I have not watched any of these, so I'm gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> Music original score: We have the Five Bloods from uh, we have Terrence Blanchard for the Five Bloods. 
We have, of course, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank. We have Emil Mosseri for Minari. We have James Newton Howard for News of the World. Dude, I have not watched News of the World. I don't even know what the fuck News of the World is, and I can't believe that they wrecked in a lot of freaking, what's it called, uh, freaking nominations. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. I'm really happy that Minati's score got, got nominated. I'm really happy because I think that score is beautiful. But there's a big one missing here. And I'm really disappointed it's not here. Ludwig Goranson for freaking Tenet. The one How? thing Tenet should have. The one thing Tenet should have on this fucking Oscar is the music. It's the score. Yeah. Ow! Ow! Oh my god, dude. I cannot believe that was snubbed. I even talked about it with Luis and he was like, dude, the one thing that you can definitely nominate from Tenet, it's snubbed. But I'm really happy for um for uh Terrence Blanchard because the Five Blood score is beautiful. I love that score. Um I remember downloading it and it's still on my Spotify. I love that score. I, of course, have not watched Mank, News of the World, or Soul. Uh, what do you think about this category, though, uh, Gio? Yeah, uh, where's Tenet? Um, <laughs> the Five Bloods is great. Minari's great. Um, uh, I figured out, so I recognize James Newton Howard's like, name. Um, oh, yeah, he did. I think um, of him from like Snow White, uh, like, yeah. was it The Huntsman or whatever? Those movies. He did the he did Unbreakable those. score. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh oh, News of the World. I also figured out what's going on with News of the World. Uh directed by Paul Greengrass, stars Tom Hanks. Oh, all right, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of like a enough, like, oh, okay, we understand the logic of what's going on here. Yeah. Listen, we talk about the Oscars because we got Oscars is a big part of the film industry, but like this is the Oscars aren't aren't the end end all be all yeah, of what all. exists in the in this art space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm gonna we be know, real we honest. know how it go down. Yeah. Most of these categories would be a lot different. If it was a true representation of the space of art, mm -hmm. uh, music original score, uh, "Fight for You" from Jews and the Black Messiah, "Hear My Voice" from the Charlie Chicago Seven, "Huzavik" from Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, uh, "Yose Yosisin" from the Life Ahead, "La Vita de Vantiase." I have not heard of that. Speak now from One Night in Miami. It's speak now, baby. If it's not speak now, I'm gonna fight. It's speak now. It's speak I, now. That song is so good. It's so beautiful, and it like it works and it makes sense. Like Fight for You, like doesn't even fit for Judas and the Black Messiah, like tonally at all. But like Speak Now very much fits with the whole tone of the film. <clears throat> yep. All right. So we've made it to the last. To the last, what's it called? Um, category. These are the nominees. Oh no, because we still have production. All right, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip these other. You know we we got some good stuff here, guys. Listen, but, like, everybody, and we shout out to sound design for films such yeah. as uh, Minari. Well, not Minari, but um, for films such as Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah, like that's one thing I've heard a lot about, like the sound design for Sound of Metal. Yeah. Um, Oh, that was that was a different movie that from yeah. Also, um, yeah, they did it. Uh, I didn't think they were actually going to go through with it. 
uh, they combine the sound mixing and sound editing. Um, what's oh, called that's, categories. That's good. I mean, those teams work really close together anyway. They're two very different things, though. They are different. They're two very different things, um, which very much disappoints me. But it's whatever. I mean, I think that's going to go to fucking Sound of Metal. Um, Interesting. Um, I will say though here, I'm a, I'll, I'll go, I'll give the writings, the, the, I'll give a shout out to the writings, uh, mm-hmm. Borat subsequent movie film, uh, adaptive screenplay. You have the father, you have Borat subsequent movie film, Nomadland, One Night in Miami and the White Tiger. I think that goes, honestly, man, if it doesn't go to Nomadland, I think it's going to Borat. I mean, Ma Rainey's is an adaptive screenplay. It should have been here. Yeah. Uh, like, but you, I know you can't speak to that, but like, if you want to talk about like, Harlem Renaissance play like August Wilson like uh, adapting August Wilson is not easy. August Wilson is a prolific playwright, um, and I mean like and a personal favorite of Viola Davis. Um, yeah, and so like to adapt that, it to adapt that 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 play is so like it's a crucial it's a crucial task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So for original screenplay. We have Jews and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Of course, Aaron Sorkin would get in here. Um, yeah. Aaron Sorkin. I actually really do like this category because I'm going to be real honest. I think this, the, the, the strongest thing of Promising Young Woman to me, uh, not even direction, I think it's the writing from, yeah. uh, from Emerald Fennell. Uh, yeah, I was like that. That's what I like. Over, like I like once again. I like Promising Young Woman. I like it. It's a good film. Um, and but like the strongest part of it to me is um, the writing. Yeah, I really think that this one's gonna go to what's it called? Um, I, I don't know, man. I want to say Judas, but honestly, man, I don't. I I don't see no situation knowing the Academy, knowing the voting boards. I see no situation where Judas wins all the awards that it's walking out that it, that it's nominated for. Because I don't again, yeah, I mean, are you are you surprised that I'm I'm coming to, to this to this what's it called um conclusion? It's the Oscars. It's the Oscars. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. We know I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, we know who's behind like the the loud voices behind the Oscars. We know what the Oscars is just because we've been focusing on on the Golden Globes when it comes to controversies and stuff, and we've been focusing on foreign press. Don't mean the Oscars ain't clean. Does, doesn't mean the Oscars is clean. Like mm-hmm. the Oscars just literally literally exist for like literally existed as a to be prestige just to like keep like for like you like bad capitalist shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I I I think I think this one's pro- like if Emerald Fennell does not win for Promising Young Woman in directing this is going to go to Emerald Fennell. I have a feeling. But I really want to see Judas and the Black Messiah take this or Minati. Yeah. Or fucking Sound of Metal because I believe Darius Marker and Abraham Marker were uh, were working on this script for years. Like for years. So let's go to our best picture nominees, so we can go ahead and get into our uh, review of the of the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, season premiere. We have the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and of course 
Because everybody saw this coming. The trial of Chicago 7. Um, oh. um, once again, it's great to see the um, the Academy not use their 10 slots. Uh, just want to go ahead and throw that, re reiterate that again. It is nice to see the Academy not use their 10 slots. Um, I have a feeling if it's not Nomadland, it is going to be um, it's going to be Judas and the Black Messiah because I am seeing a huge trend here of the Academy loving this film. If it's not, though, I can easily see this going to The Trial of Chicago 7, and that's what scares me. I know this voting board as... What's it got? Um, okay, um... I really see this voting board and I understand where this voting board comes from. I have a strong feeling that Charles Chicago seven is walking with that award that night. And I have been preparing myself for that to happen for a bit now, because once again, I know the Academy. This is the Academy that picked green book. So, Trial of Chicago 7 winning this is not far out of the realm of possibilities. Um, Gio had to go somewhere, but he chose... Um, he chose uh, Jews and the Black Messiah. And I honestly don't see any problem with that. I, I really do want to see Jews and the Black Messiah win. But once again, I'm going to the thing is that I know this damn boarding board. And I have a feeling that Chicago 7 is going to win. So, um, with that said, um, let me check. When are Oscars? When are the Oscars? Um, let me see. I think it says it up here. Um, uh, keep searching up here. Um, what's it called? Sunday, April 25th, 2021. Next month. Yeah. April 25th, 2021. We'll see who wins the Oscars. Um, uh, I'm, I think in conclusion, if I can give you my, my, my concise thoughts about these nominations, these are very diverse films and very diverse nominations for sure. But I think that these are some of the safest nominations you could get within having a diverse Oscars nom. Um, of course, the stuff that I thought that wasn't safe was, of course, Jews and the Black Messiah, The Five Bloods, because I think that those are films that like don't you know, catch the eye of what I believe this voting board is. But these are very, very safe nominations. And it kind of sucks that that's the case because we have a, um, what's it called? Um, a voting, well, what's it called? An academy filled with so many people. And um, yeah, I really thought that, um, that things would look different this time around. But um, once again, I guess you can't have two repeated years of great decisions from the Oscars. Uh, I don't know when Gio's going to get back or if he's coming back. Um, but I am going to probably take us into break. I'm going to, yeah, I'll take us into break. And uh, when we come back, we'll give our review of. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
season one premiere. We'll be back after these words. Hey, I'm Roland Andrew Mendoza, and this is... Jabril Newton. And we are the hosts of High Flyer Radio. Radio. And finally, pro wrestling has come back to the NerdCore podcast feed in the form of a show hosted by Jabril and I. And we talk about everything and anything in the pro wrestling world on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Nothing's off limits. Whatever you guys want to talk about, it is from AEW to SmackDown to Raw to NXT. Nothing's off the table. We can talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. And if you can get it a day early, you should go to the www.patreon.com slash the nerdcore and pledge to the tiers on there so you can get this show and a lot of shows days early before anybody else gets to hear it. But enough talking about it. We'll go ahead and see you there at the Squared Circle. Don't tap out. Tune in. Tune in. Hello, 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 guys and gals, and you're listening to The Ladies of Nerdcore. I am your host, Daniela Nunez, and along with my amazing co-host, Ashley Garcia, we discuss many things like social impact, pop culture, political realms, and any controversy surrounding the nerdverse. Tune in and listen to us bi-weekly on the Nerdcore podcast feed, and we will love to chat and hear your thoughts on our wonderful show. And thank you again for listening to The Ladies of Nerdcore. Hey, everyone. My name is Raul. And I am the host of The Impaired Files. The Impaired Files is an interview show brought to you every Thursday on the Nerdcore podcast feed. And I interview people such as filmmakers, content creators on YouTube, and podcasters like Colton Geschwander. And if you want to listen to that early, a whole week early, all you got to do is go to the Patreon and pledge to the $1 tier. And if you want to listen to it with the general public, then go to Nerdcore podcast feed on anchor.fm slash the nerdcore. And the case is closed, but it's not classified. See you guys there. Hey, it's Ashley from the Gamer Core. You may remember me from such episodes as Big Screen Mess, Mo Money Mo Platforms, and Brad Can Read. Tune in weekly as I blab with my co-hosts Raul the Nerdy Chicano and Brad the Random Germ about the latest news in gaming and gush over what we're playing at the moment. Oh yeah, and we got the deals too. Keep up with the latest deals in gaming and what's happening as I mediate Brad and Raul fighting like a married couple. Will Death Stranding ever come out? Will Cyberpunk 2077 live up to the hype? Is a next-gen worth a $500 console price tag? And has there ever been a movie adaptation of a video game that's been done right? It's all on the Gamer Core podcast, everywhere where podcasts are. Hey guys, this is Brad, aka Young Yoda. Raul said I had to make an ad, so that's what I'm doing. Um, it's supposed to be for Unstructured, but as you guys know, you can freaking catch me everywhere when it comes to this podcast feed. You can find me on the Nerd Cores, on Gamer Cores, on Nerdy Chicanos sometimes when I get lost. Uh, I mean, but for this particular one, I want you guys to go check out Unstructured. The Raul gave me free reign to do whatever I want to do. I don't know what he was thinking. So go hear me talk about LeBron James and Taco Tuesday, vaping, uh, so many other freaking weird topics that uh, chimichangas, that's a good one. Uh, Shout out to Deadpool. And yeah, I I guess this is the end of the ad. So if you guys want to find me, you can find me all over the place on this uh, podcast feed. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I love you all. And nerd up. Everyone, I'm Raul. And I'm Brad. And we're the hosts of the Nerd Corp Podcast, the podcast that talks that nerd. Not on this ad, right? Not and on this one.
We come to you every Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. On the Mondays, we talk the news. That's the box office, the news of the week, and your trailer talk, if there is any. And on Tuesday, we have our theme review. And on Saturday, you have a Saturday morning review, usually movies that have come out in the week, or anything we want to talk about. Right, Brett? Exactly. Whatever we want to talk about, this is our show. If you don't like it, then you don't have to listen. We're the flagship show of the Nerdcore Podcast feed, and we can be found everywhere you can listen to podcasts like Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. So if you want to talk that nerd stuff with us every Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday, make sure you tune in. And Brad? Young Yoda out. Welcome back to the Nerdcore Live Show 139, episode 139. <laughs> and uh, we're here for our segment of the night, the last segment of the night. We're here to review the first episode of the of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, on uh, which premiered this week on Disney Plus, and is the new MCU television show. As we see, is set six months after Endgame. I think is what the what the what's it called the time frame was six weeks after the events of Avengers Endgame. We are seeing um, what, what the lives of uh, of uh, of Falcon, aka. Um, Wow, why can't I remember his name? I don't want to help you. I was going to say it, but now Sam? I don't want to help you. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam Wilson. There we go. Sam Wilson. I was scared for a moment. You and, know, uh, when the black when the blacks are really dark and the whites are really bright. <laughs> so shout like, out. Um, yeah. so sure. <laughs> the funny thing is that I had Sam Wilson in my head. I was just like, wait, was it Sam Wilson? Wait, hold on. Is it Sam Wilson? Falcon, a.k.a. Sam Wilson. Or um or James Buchanan Bonds, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AKA the Winter Soldier. Um, and yeah, um, I'll go ahead and just throw it up here. Um, let me go ahead and get my uh, soundbite here. We are going to be talking in full spoilers, so if you don't want to get this show spoiled for you, go ahead and click off. Either way, we appreciate you being here. Spoiler warnings in effect in five, four, three, two. One. <laughs> Spoilers, baby. Spoilers, baby. Gio, this is our first uh, episode. No, Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. Um, this is our first uh, episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and my initial thoughts are that I, I loved it. I like this episode. I really like this episode. I was like, actually surprised. That I would like this episode because everybody was like, "Oh, this follows like the mostly MCU kind of thing you see from the from, from this universe." And I was like, "Ah, oh, great." And I'm like, "Yeah, all right. If that's the case, then I uh, I don't think I'm gonna react to this the way that I reacted with like some other stuff." <coughs> but I was surprised at how much I liked this episode. I think it sets up the foundation really well. But we also have some really interesting stuff going on. Yes, I, exactly what I wanted from the show. I wanted us to have those difficult conversations about race. And it's going to be talked about. I mean, that whole ending is the seeds being planted for us to have this conversation about like, oh, you chose another white man. But the one, the man that was actually chosen by Captain America himself, y'all couldn't go to ask him if he would want to be Captain America. So, um, Gio, what did you think about uh, episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I loved it. Um, 
I am going to work backwards. Okay, so from, like, when I think about, like, that ending, like, I really had, like, such a gut reaction uh, of, like, yo, like, y'all y'all played Sam so bad. I yeah. I'm going to say you played me, but I ain't Sam. <laughs> y'all, played <him laughs> so, y'all played him so bad. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, you did this whole pomp and circumstance about putting the shield into the museum to what? Give it to a white man so that you can use a prop. Like that, like to use the like a modern example, like that felt like some Trump shit. That felt like some like Trump, some Trump shit, but like a little bit, like a little bit too low key to be Trump. Uh, of like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat like it. Um, people want America to look a certain way. Yeah, but um, but people want America to look a certain way, but and also want it to be a melting pot. And you can, you can't have like you want a melting pot that has like all these different things, but still looks one way when one, that's not how you, that's not how food works. You know, that if you, you know, you would know that if you were an expert with food, um, I almost mm-hmm. said something else, but that was a bit too rude. Uh, and two, if you, <laughs> I almost said like, shout out to Aiden. It's definitely something Aiden would have said. But not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to, oh, gee, I think you cut you, out. I think about a black man who was, who was, who proved himself and was chosen. Am I back? You are okay. No, now you're back? good. You're good now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a black man who has been chosen who. Who was like a good friend to Captain America and was chosen by Captain America, but understandably, like, decided not to take up the mantle. I mean, I look forward to us talking about that more and like from personal experience of why he why he didn't take up the mantle. Mm-hmm. Like he said, like because he felt like it was Steve's, which I understand, but I feel like there's something more going on with that. Um, uh, because when we think about where Sam was when we first met Sam and when in Captain America Winter Soldier, Sam was done. Sam did VA stuff and he like held like had led the counseling with 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 the veterans. Um because he is he was done and he had suffered he had suffered a loss. I think it was like his brother or like I think if I'm remembering things correctly, I think that's who Sarah's widow is. Uh like Sarah like Sarah's deceased partner uh spouse is. I think it might have been the like the person that Sam f- used to fly with um, dur- during his time with the Air Force. Um, I mean, I might be wrong on that part. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody's going to tell me in the comments. I know it. Uh, but there's when I like Falcon and Winter Soldier was the show that I was the most interested in during like before I stopped before I stopped being interested in any of it. Falcon and Winter Soldier was the one I was the most interested in because Fal- mm-hmm. like Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier is my like my favorite MCU film. Um, mm. cause it does so much and it does it so well. And like that's one of those that like really like changed what these movies mean to me or like meant meant to me. I don't know. I'm still I'm still working out how they, what they mean to me now. Uh, um and so I was okay, like I was like, all right, cool. We're gonna have standard. Did I get lost again? Yeah, you, you got you got uh, frozen up in there. Yeah, you froze up in there. Okay. 
What was the last thing I said? Something about standard. Hello? Something yeah, about standard. Okay. I'm looking forward to the standard. Okay, yeah. The, the standard. Um, sorry, I have bad internet, y'all. <laughs> Falcon, like, good. standard MCU business, I was looking forward to it. Um, but And so we got that, but, like, and it's the thing I talk about with Tenet, the fact that Sam Wilson is black and the fact that is that he's played by Anthony Mackie speaks adds like a whole layer to everything that's going on. So like mm-hmm. sure you have like the logic of what's going on of like yeah like the bank is like the bank is doing a thing like the bank is tightening up but the fact that you're telling this to a black family after and like the fact that you're being like oh cool an avenger not just not just to an Avenger, you're saying it to a black man trying to save his family business. Mm-hmm. It's so vital. It's so vital. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, this, these are microaggressions here. You're telling me, you're telling, Hey, uh, once again, uh, when, when the going gets tough, we keep, we, we keep the high highs and the low and, and the people we have placed as low. We keep them where they are, or we mm-hmm. tighten the vice on them, as Sarah says. Sarah knew. I mean, I I might just keep going. Fuck it. I I really like this. Go, episode. bro. Go, go, go. Yeah. Go. Uh, Sarah knew. Sarah knew. Like Sarah knew how it was gonna go because she was dealing with it for the last five years, and she, like, her whole mindset's different from Sam. Sam's like, yeah, like, okay, you, you, you don't play with these white folks. You show them what you give them what they want. And like, they'll give you what you want. Like they'll, they'll like, they'll work with you. Like, he's like, shit, like I'm a hero. Like I do, I do yeah. the good shit. I, I fought, I fought for my country. Um, which is so such a thing of like, I can't speak from personal experience on this, but that's such a thing of like, in the history of America, black men, black, black men, um, proving their patriotism through military yes. service and then coming mm-hmm. home and getting mm-hmm. absolutely shit on. And being yes. like, well, you know, not giving like not getting the love they receive, not getting it, not getting the proper financial pro- compensation that they need in the way still that still having get it. to fight for their rights after serving a country that reminds them every day that they are a second rate citizen in this 100%. country. 100%. And I speak, I mean, I'm speaking as a black man, but it don't just happen to black people. Listen, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, uh, like uh, Fred Hampton said, I we are working on a rainbow coalition. Coalition this shit happens yeah. to everybody, to all of us. Yeah. Oh, like we are all persecuted and we're all dealing with this stuff. Uh, like, as Black Indigenous people of color, we are all dealing with it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I see it. Like, I say it personally as like a Black man. But like mm-hmm. when I when I say it, if it relates to you, it's you, baby. Hit the, that record for you as well. You see this shit? They put a mm-hmm. white man up. They put a white man up, John Walker, as as the replacement for Captain America. They talking about, hey, we don't like you. That's the shit that's going on. When they yeah. say, when he says, he, he when he has those familial bonds uh, on the boat and he's struggling with his sister, trying to have that understanding with his sister because he left his situation. He, he left the home situation because he wanted to get out. Not necessarily because the home situation was bad, but that because he, because he felt the pressure of needing to leave because he had been in one place his whole mm-hmm. life. He's talking about you, baby. Like when he says Red Wing, get him off my ass. He's talk. He's he's using. Mm-hmm. He's 
living his his experience and talking like it's it feels so real like yeah i was talking with aiden i was like there's like the blackest thing and the most nola thing that happened the blackest thing that happened is him going i'm not playing with like we're not playing with these white folk and the most new orleans thing was red wing get him off my ass like (laughs) i I'm all the way in. I mean, and I'm yeah. I've been talking about Falcon this whole time, but like I like Bucky. I like the stuff they're doing with Bucky. It's stuff that we've seen before and it's still a little like choppy. Like it's still like I'm still warming up to like that part feels like it's still warming up yeah. where we're going with that. But I like did I'm find looking it, forward to that as well. Yeah. I was so interested though in like specifically that moment where he goes see the old man and he realizes that I'm guessing their grandson or their son was the one from that dream who was working with Hydra, I think. So, like, I, I, I'm really interested in the path that we're going with, kind of trying to view more of the unresolved trauma of Bucky and specifically how that will intertwine with Falcon. But my interest in this episode was completely Falcon. I mean, there's just... And it's crazy. This is just the first episode. This is a fucking pilot. Like, this is wild how incredibly written this part, this film, this, this, uh, this episode was, and just it's layering the foundation of what show we're going to have. And just that, just everything that happened in the bank, everything that happened before, just literally the idea of these heroes sacrificing themselves for this country against one of the biggest threats in the universe. And they are still seen as independent contractors and they are still asked for, 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 for an income. It's like, what the fuck, man? I mean, if anybody's going to get a damn loan, it should be the one who just beat the purple alien from a different Dr. planet. Space Kate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> like, for all intents and purposes, me along with, like, not see, here I go again, Sam, <laughs> along <laughs> with billions of other people, were, go- like, for all intents and purposes, dead for five years and brought back and you, you want to blame it on them for what coming What do you want back. to do in five years? Where are you going to work in five years when you're dead? <laughs> yeah, when when you're in some when you're when you're dust, like when you got blipped, like what the fuck? Um, yeah. I definitely was scared when like when Bucky came back in Infinity War that they were going to like just be like, oh well, the program is gone. He's good. He's got he's got the nice flowy hair now. They took care of him, uh, and so he's good now. Nah, I like that like we're, we he's got to deal with it and i i i do like that he's struggling to deal with it um mm-hmm. like he's like in a way different than cap because he, like cap his whole life was still like okay military service even when he came out out of ice bucky's mm-hmm. bucky has to live with it being a civilian where like like bucky when he's talking about like hey i for like seven the last 70 years I've been in and out of war the whole time. Like I had never really had any time except for uh, the couple, the couple moments where I had a nice nap uh, and some, some deprogramming in Wakanda. Other than that, he's like, I nonstop had war. Like I like where we're going with Bucky and I like that. Like he's explaining it. Like he's trying, he's trying to figure it out. Like he, Mm -hmm. and in the way that like, we all like, you know, like, you're scared to communicate about a thing to a person. Like you have something you need yeah. to tell them, but you're scared because you don't want, like you don't want to mess up a, a relationship or like, yeah. and you like you, 
like I'm like I I guess I'm extrapolating a bit, but like I assume that like Yori like he meets up with Mister Nakajima, like to make to, as an attempt to make an amend, or like and to make sure that the dude's okay, and like it became a whole thing. Yeah, and and like and now it's like where do you go from like it's gonna be hard to say anything from here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to be like admit that. Um, My and on top of that. <laughs> On top of that, like, I'm scared of how this is a go, but that's and but for two reasons. One, because I'm gonna feel bad for for Bucky if like, like if Mister Nakajima like lashes out, but I feel like he should. And if like if it's like yeah. I like if it happens of like oh this thing happened and you know what I understand we're good like that's mm-hmm. gonna be so cheap to me. Like, I think there's gonna be to a lot of nuance it. to and, it, like, a lot of layers to it. Yeah. And Nakajima, like, and I fully understand, and like, it's a thing we talk about real life of like, you apologizing, you apologizing to me. I'm gonna say me this time, for example, you apologizing to me for oppression that you caused on me, some some shit you did to me, doesn't like doesn't mean I have to forgive you. Mm -hmm. Like, and now I'm gonna switch back to Bucky. If Nakajima does, if Naka, Nakajima doesn't forgive Bucky and doesn't want Bucky in his life, Bucky did his part, and Bucky has to live with those choices. Yeah. If hey, like I don't want to be friends with you no more because of the situation, you gotta like Bucky's gonna have a hard time, and he's gonna have to live, live with mm-hmm. it, and live that he he did the best he could to try to make amends, um, given the situation, regardless of like oh you were in control or not, it happened. You remember, and you're like you're trying to do better. Um, yeah. and, it's and not that's, just about getting out external control; it's about forgiving yourself for the things that happen as well. And that, and then that those, and I think it's also we're having an interesting depiction of a uh, PTSD that's coming in as well. Uh, but uh, Brad, with my favorite line from uh, from Superbad, uh, McLovin, "What's up, gangsters?" I, I this is such a stupid line, but I love it, Uncle Buck. Yeah, what's going on, Brad? You drunk yet? Uh, we're gonna finish up in a bit, but um, we're gonna finish up in like in like in like a couple of minutes. But um, I really like this app. I I like this app. I might I might just watch this tonight before I go to bed. I might rewatch yeah, it twice because like <laughs> just the action sequences too was really cool in the beginning. But to me, just there's just I think that we're headed down a road. That we're gonna have some really interesting conversations here, and it was kind of what I wanted. I was like, I don't want a simple show of just Falcon building up to getting his ma- the mantle, and Bucky learning to understand that he has to live with with his life and his choices and and what he did during those times that he wasn't in control of himself. But instead, we're gonna have a really, really, really interesting talk about race about mental health about ptsd about all these things and i'm like i'm I'm looking at this as the foundation of what we're building upon and i'm just looking so forward to this like i i have not spoken this highly about a marvel mcu product in a really long time in a really long time and i'm just so looking forward to doing these reviews every week if this is how we're heading down down with this film i mean with this with this show yeah, to put it shortly, if like you you put you put discussions about race and trauma in it, Raul and I are definitely gonna like 
it's definitely gonna pique <laughs> our interest. We want to talk about what yeah. the like we're gonna be like. Hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah. You want to talk about like person dynamics? I'm all about that shit. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say that. Like, I like where we're starting. I'm always I'm always gonna be hesitant about where we go yeah. and about the pacing and like how like I want us to keep this momentum. I wanted to keep yeah. going. Like we've been talking what thirty minutes about this. Yeah. I want to like I want to be this excited every week. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and also, but, um, uh, shout out to Torres. Um, but Torres did the most American thing, American thing I've ever seen. Oh, I don't know how jurisdiction works, but you're under arrest. <laughs> oh, I don't know how jurisdiction works, but you're under arrest. Oh my god, I I, I love that. Um, was killing the Starks a negative? Depending on who you ask, if you ask Tony himself, was it a negative? I think Tony says yes. If you ask the people who were getting their countries bombed. And uh, yeah, I think they'd be like, no, it wasn't a negative. It was a pretty big positive. But um, I'm excited. Next week will be episode two and we'll discuss it. I'm pretty sure Brad will be here. So he'll give his thoughts on episode one and episode two. But um, I've had a really fun time, Gio. We went longer than expected, but those Oscar noms did take a good amount of time. So thankfully, we were able to fill in some time there. Let them know where they can find you, bro. Hey. You can follow me at MediaMartyr17 on Twitter. Um, you know, just as the sun rises in one direction and sets in the other, my Twitter will all, my Twitter will sunrise and sunset in the same way every day because I'm a human and I need to sleep. Uh, there's a leak. I'm trying to come up with a new bit other than the hi. I didn't see you there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, there's a link tree in the description for, uh, and you can find all the places I am or have been on the internet. Um, uh, I'm working <clears> on stuff in the background. I'm trying to figure out a way uh, to schedule with um, some very busy people, being a busy person myself, in order to get things moving on on the ground. Because uh, my whole friend group is a bunch of content creators, and I, I, I I've had the bug my whole life, and so just like it grates on me every day that I'm not, that I'm not creating content when I'm surrounded by creators. <laughs> it's understandable, bro. Understandable. Um, you can find me at the nerd Chicano on both Instagram and Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash nerd Chicano. Go and search up my name, Raul Alejandro Mendoza on YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel there on Monday. We are going to have the first episode of between the frames. As we look at the film antichrist, the first in the depression trilogy from Lars von Trier, we'll be discussing the film, uh, literally everything about the film. I, I'll, I'll give a review about it and stuff and give my thoughts. We'll talk about, you know, technical aspects, visual aspects, and all the things that surround the film. And um, Brad is running Germ 101 everywhere. Brad, Brad's so drunk. Brad is so drunk. Um, and I'm thankful that Gio was able to, to, to what's it called, uh, stay with me here. And I'm going to let him. Uh, we got one viewer, bro. It is Brad. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna be like we could raid somebody, but if it's only one viewer, we love you, Brad. But I guess everybody else left because they haven't. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. We love you if you were love here. You. As <laughs> always, it's been the Nerd Chicano. I've had a great time, and I'm signing off. Jill, don't let me down here, baby. S send him out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So my connect. I lost my connection. Okay. Okay. I'm here now. Um, want me to I'm do it not again? Brad. I'm not gonna try to be Brad. Hey, so hello, am I here? Yes, you are. Okay, 
So I'm not Brad. I'm gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to be Brad. I'm gonna do it my own way. Uh, one, thank you for for watching, Raul. Thank you for having me. Shout out to Raul and shout out to me, ho host. Uh, shout out to the patrons. Thank you for being a patron so much. Um, that's the one thing I forgot last time I did this. Uh, and to end it, I'm gonna say. Uh, Stop racism. Come on now. Like we're literally living in a week in which like, like uh, specifically I want to say stop. It's like stop with the racism towards Asian American and Pacific Islanders because, and like we mourn, we mourn for those who have been, who, who were killed this week. Um. Yeah. And I, but you know, like, as we fight, as we fight, as we fight for it, we continue to try to like have fun um, while doing it because stepping on next is pretty, pretty damn entertaining. Um, uh, out. <laughs>